At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. A lot of you who are listening to this and have been listening to the show for a while are in college and you are a college student or you're a young adult college age. And this is a really can be a really exciting time for you, but also a really anxious time for you because there's a lot of adulting that's going on and you're kind of caught between when you were a kid, a teenager, a high school student, middle school student, even in grade school may not have been really a great life. Maybe your family was not, it's not a great family. And now you're in college and, and, and now it's like you're faced with, gosh, now I have to live like an adult, act like an adult, behave like an adult. Well, this episode is for you. And, and for you, those of you who are parents of young adults, this is a, for you as well, because we're going to be talking about a particular counseling therapy modality called dialectical behavioral therapy. And it's, and also if, if some of you who are therapists and of young adults as well, this is for you. I want you to pay particular attention. So the title of this episode is How Dialectical Behavioral Therapy Helps College Students with Adam Shackler and Jonathan Books by You. Coming right up. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and I am a licensed therapist, and I'm the host of the Mental Health Today show. So glad that you're here. And like I said earlier, I'm, I'm going to be talking to two, two individuals that are founders of Campus DBT, and they are both licensed clinical social workers. So Adam and Jonathan, they work with and help college students. And they work with DBT-based skills who are needed to do on their own personal journey through development of balanced living, mindfulness, and healthy relationships. And this is a, a really great opportunity for a lot of you who are struggling with some just some mental health issues or some emotional issues or even relational issues. And so, Adam and Jonathan, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for having us, John. Well, you're very welcome. And let's see, that was Adam. So, Jonathan, welcome. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. <laughs> yes. So, let's start with uh, the two of you obviously are working closely together because you're both founders of Campus C uh, DBT. Tell us a little bit, how did you two meet? Well, actually, Jonathan and I are not only founders of Campus DBT, but we're neighbors. <laughs> okay. Um, how long were we living I don't know. I've been living in my house for about 15 years. Jonathan, you've been there how long? I have, I don't know. Before a long COVID. time. A long time. Okay, Not before COVID. Years. Like 10 years before COVID. <laughs> so we actually didn't talk much. We kind of looked at each other. I don't know if we liked each other all that much. And then <clears throat> they had this block pizza party 
and my wife decided to host it. I wasn't too happy about it. And Jonathan and his family were the only ones who who kind of showed up. And we got to talking. I wasn't too happy. Either. I was actually. <laughs> I, I wasn't too happy either. We got to talking. I was actually in school in in social work school at the time, and Jonathan was becoming a supervisor at a local clinic. And he's like, "Come be supervised, but come be my supervisee." And I was like, "I don't like you so much," um, but I did it. <laughs> and we became, I don't know, fast friends, then best friends. And then ultimately, I don't know, seven or eight years later, here we are. So, all right. So sometimes first impressions, it doesn't always make the greatest thing because both of you said you didn't want to be there. And yet here you are, you're getting to know each other, neighbors, and uh, you're being forced by your wives to get to know each other. And now, years later, the two of you are founders of a mental health tech company called Campus DBT. What made you decide college students or college age students and young adults? So Adam and I were working in a uh, in an outpatient facility and we both left at the same time. I went to work for an IOP in the city for adolescents and young adults for substance abuse. And Adam went to work for a DBT, I guess private practice, like a group therapy practice. Yeah, group practice. Group yeah. practice. And we were like, we still kept in touch because we were neighbors now and we were, and we were still talking all the time. And we were noticing, or like I, I was noticing is that to get to get our clients into a DBT treatment, was, it took too long. There was always a wait list. It was always on the clinic what the clinic was offering, and not realizing the struggles that young adults might have. Like they 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 have college, they have other things going on, or they have or they're working, and it's hard to be in a DBT program. And it, it was just not meeting their needs. And I know Adam has a story like that as well that he would want to share. Yeah. So again, simultaneously, like Jonathan mentioned, I was working for a group practice. Additionally, I'm also in in school for a PhD in social work. And I was taking this course about program implementation and evaluation, which is kind of one of those courses as a social worker, as a clinical social worker, at least, that you really just have to check the box and take because it didn't really I didn't really think that it would speak too much to my work. But ultimately I had to write a paper for this course about a program and I wrote a paper about a virtual DBT program. And it was a few weeks later Jonathan and I were talking and it kind of clicked like hey, we're really struggling to place these kids in programs and the programs that exist for them don't necessarily cater to college students. It's no fault of their own. Right. But let's say, for instance, right now, we don't have any groups running because it's winter break at the practices that, that we both worked at before. People go away for vacation and they would be missing group. They'd be missing treatment. So we sort of came up with this idea to really make DBT accessible for college students, both by creating a virtual program and a program that's timed in accordance with the college semester schedule. Of course, you don't have to be in college to come, and we serve all young adults as well, but it kind of works for that main base of college students. I think there was an also uh, another factor that we have to highlight is that telehealth, telemedicine was always an unknown. 
It was always in person. And whoever did telehealth therapy before COVID, there was a little bit, it was left with like other therapists being a little bit judgy. So at least for myself, I used to judge other therapists who, who did telehealth. And then COVID happened. And then we had no choice but to practice in, in a Zoom FaceTime world. And what we were noticing was that the adolescents and the young adults adapted in in a way that that it was it was more, it was just as effective. Um, I, I remember before Omicron happened, when we started going back into the clinic, I was a clinical director. Is that the adolescents were able to to be more present, to be able to, and even the young adults as well, to share more via Zoom. Than they were in person, so I think that we realize that another way to reach these, the, this population, the young adult college students, is via telehealth. It, me, it it matches their needs in real time, and coupled with all that together, led to the idea of campus DBT being specifically a virtual pro- program. Well, I think that's excellent, and and that's a great story of how you pivoted based on what was happening in our world with COVID and, and all the sickness and the, the campus shutdowns. And, and you pivoted that and you saw the need and you were looking at what's not being done and you both decided, hey, we could do this. But one of the things, uh, a lot of people who are listening to this are probably wondering, what exactly is dialectical behavioral therapy? What does that look like? And what are some of the struggles uh, of college students that might benefit from DBT? What do you think, John? Jonathan, I'll pass it off to you. So dialectical, dialectical behavioral therapy is a predominantly a cognitive-based therapy that structures. All right, can I do a can I, can we pass that to Adam first? Yeah, just hey, hey, just one second. So, Ian, we're gonna take this spot out, and Adam, yes, you can take over, but just pause, and then start right into it. Okay. So, DBT. Well, I'll give an overview of what DBT is, and then we'll shift to how it can help college students in particular. DBT is consists of four modules. There's DBT skills, and then there's also individual treatment. So the skills are taught in the group, and those consist of four modules. There's mindfulness, which for DBT purposes is really being in the present moment. There's distress tolerance skills, which include skills for, let's say, if you're on a scale from 1 to 10 of emotionality, 1 being low feeling and 10 being super extreme emotionality. Distress tolerance skills, the crisis survival skills deal with, let's call it an 8, 9, 10, so how to just kind of lower that high level emotionality really quickly. Those are also paired with reality acceptance skills to help accept difficult situations. Then there's emotion regulation skills. So if we go back to that scale on from a four to the up to the eight, that's where emotion regulation skills kick in. So dealing with difficult emotions, perhaps changing them, as well as sort of offensively how to kind of care for yourself that you're less susceptible to emotional triggers. And then there's interpersonal effectiveness skills, which really help people. I wouldn't call them social skills. They really help people develop the skills to 
to relate to others in a way where they can get what they want, not in a manipulative way, but just in a practical way, right? Ask for things effectively, maintain effective relationships and maintain self-respect. How does DBT speak to college students particularly? As we know, we mentioned before, every college student today has gone through the last two plus years of COVID and shutdowns and openings up and shutdowns and back and forth. Um, so there's a lot there of what we would just call simply normative experience that's kind of, you call it missing, you want to call it different, we can call it whatever we want, but it's been a pretty pretty interesting two to three years. But just in general, at this stage of development and at this juncture of change and exploration, these skills really can help a person identify what's going on, formulate their next steps, be effective in accomplishing what it is that they want to do, be effective in identifying what it is they want to do. So it really speaks to all elements of college life. And and quite honestly, our dream is that every college student should should, should learn these skills should learn the DBT skills. So it doesn't have to be someone who has gone through a lot of trauma in their life or experiencing some really difficult mental illness per se. It doesn't have to be that, but it could be that, but it doesn't have to be that. And what you're saying that these are skills that are helpful for any person and especially college age, because they are in that transition phase and getting ready to adult, do the adulting thing, as a lot of the young adults that I talk to talk about. And and there's a lot of anxiety comes from that. And so I bet there's a lot that can be done and taught within campus DBT to these students. Well, what are some examples of some of the things that college students have come to get help for? Is it major things or is it uh, like major mental illness or is it more relational issues? What would you say would be more common? Well, I think it depends. I, I think that we have like, like, like academic performance, like anxiety and depression regarding academic performance, self-esteem, confidence, as well as just in, with relationships as it goes to with their peers about how to relate to you know, they're going from a high school relation, a high school peer relation, going to more of an adult-ish relation, relationships. It's how to navigate those relationships in a healthy way. We're seeing a lot of substance abuse, but at the same time, we have been seeing some people who just want to learn the skills to be a more of an effective person. I think where we are kind of trying to destigmatize. DBT. I, I think there's a lot of stigma regarding getting mental health on college campuses altogether. There's a lot of stigma regarding uh, utilizing DBT because when everybody, when you think of DBT, it was developed for borderline personality disorder, those who are who are struggling with suicidal tendencies, and we really want to take. Of course, DBT is very effective for those populations, but we want to bring it to that that anybody could use it. Like when I learned DVT in my own personal life, I became a more of an effective, well-balanced person. It changed my life completely. 
And so that's exactly why you started Campus DPT to break the stigma of mental health, mental illness, but also the stigma that can be associated with DBT among. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A lot of times among other therapists, we think, well, DBT is only for a certain subset of people who are struggling. So, Adam, I'm going to pass it off to you and and tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with Campus DBT. Yeah, so just to just to piggyback off of what you guys were saying, the research also shows, as Jonathan said, it was developed for. I'm just going to pause and restart that because I started for a second. Sure. So, DB, just to piggyback off what you and Jonathan were saying. DBT was developed for a population that was primarily more severe and difficult to treat, but and research proved it to be highly effective for that population. Then what happened in the DBT research world is people said, hey, I bet you this will work for populations that are less difficult to treat, right? So it's not sort of, on the one hand, we're coming to destigmatize it. The research backs it up. The research shows that this is effective for depression, it's effective for trauma, it's effective for anxiety, it's effective for ADHD. It's just highly effective across the entire mental health diagnostic spectrum. Um, And that's really what we're looking to do. We're looking to change the conversation around DBT. And John, like you said, as previously before we started Campus DBT, so we, we each have our own private practices, and I would get referrals all the time. This is, oh, you're the DBT guy. This person needs DBT. Hmm. And, and again, I, I'm biased, right? So I believe that it's helpful to everybody. And at the same time, the referral was not, it, it was just somebody, a therapist got scared and said, oh, this person needs DBT. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't, I can't treat them. They need it. And the person was perfectly, was a very standard type of client, just engaged once or twice in, in certain behaviors like either self-harm or suicidal ideation that people say, oh, they need DBT. So there is that stigma out there of this treatment is only for this population. And we're saying, I, hey, every single person can benefit, like Jonathan said, change his life. Jonathan actually introduced me to it, going full circle over here. When Jonathan was my initial supervisor, he introduced me to DBT and it shifted everything. It shifted how I look at myself, how I view my own thoughts, my feelings recognizing my own judgments and just it's freeing. No, I think that's a, that's a really good point that you're making there, Adam. And whether you're really struggling with suicidal ideation, or maybe there's a lot of trauma in your past, 
Or maybe you're just having some really difficult relationship issues or even test anxiety and social anxiety. All the anxiety and, and depression that can come with being a college student right now. And Campus DBT is coming along and, and maybe you're listening to this and you're wondering, well, how do I find out more to see if maybe Campus DBT is what I want? So Jonathan or Adam, either one, if someone is listening to this, maybe it's a parent or maybe it's a college age student and they're thinking, yeah, this sounds really interesting. I, I think this would be really helpful. Where can they go, first of all, where can they go to find out more? And then the second thing is, how do they get started? Well, the the website is not complica- complicated. It's campusdbt.com. <laughs> so that would be where to go to really, to both, to find out more and to get started. Fill out the form on the website and we'll contact you. It's really that simple. We're expanding our programming throughout as we continue to grow. So we offer, so for instance, in the fall, we started with a full fall program. And then in the middle of fall, we launched a fall two program. So we launched a shortened DBT program mid fall, like an eight week program. We offer our spring semester is starting in a few weeks, January 26th. It's very likely that we'll offer another truncated group in mid-spring, and we'll offer summer intensive. What did we do last summer, Jonathan? Was it uh, 10 weeks or 12 weeks? 12 weeks. Yeah. So our program is constantly growing. We're, we're inching. We're getting a lot of feedback about adolescence. We're inching towards developing, not inching towards developing. We are currently developing a program for adolescents as well. So we're ever expanding. Just, just check us out on the web. I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's very simple. Campusdbt.com. And (laughs) and so if if you're listening to this, maybe you're driving and and you want to find out more, just go to the mentalhealthtodayshow.com's website, mentalhealthtodayshow.com, and you'll be able to look at the show notes and all that information will be right there. So you don't have to worry about uh, trying to write anything down. Just remember mentalhealthtodayshow.com and go check out this episode. So, okay, so that's how someone wants to know more and they can come and and go to the website. And the other question is, is this open to anybody in the U.S. or is it to only specific states? It's a great question. Regarding for, for skills only groups, we offer groups nationwide as long as someone is in has uh, a therapist. Regarding for comprehensive DBT, we offer it to those in Florida and New York. And Adam, there is another state. What was the other state? Yeah, no, Florida and New York. We're working on we're working on a couple other states. Um, we're working on Connecticut. As, another one. Yeah, possibly South Carolina. Yeah, so that'll be a, when you have those states that come available. You'll have those on your website, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just to clarify, Um, one, you you mentioned skills, the other one more comprehensive. So the skills, what, how long is uh, typically are the skills sessions? Right. So the skills, so, so the skills groups are really as an adjunct. If somebody's on, if somebody's getting, getting campus counseling or they have a therapist and they feel like, Hey, you could really benefit from learning the DBT skills. 
right? So those are the groups that we run. They run the length of the semester. Our spring session is going to be 14 groups in total. So those run 14 groups over a semester. Again, like I mentioned before, 10 weeks over the summer, 12 weeks over the summer. And it's a DBT skills-based curriculum. You will learn the DBT skills. Uh, comprehensive DBT has a little bit of a different twist. So we look at that as more of an all-encompassing therapeutic program, whereas the skills only is a coaching program, like a psychoeducational program. The comprehensive DBT is where you're all in, and we're working with you, we're teaching you the skills, and at the same time, we're, we're working with you individually to, through your emotions, through your problem behaviors, how to adapt the skills to your specific set of needs and that that comes with phone coaching which is another element of dbt that when somebody's somebody's really trying to use the skills but yet they're struggling they have access to give us a call and we'll sit on the phone with them for a few minutes things out literally coach them through that moment so that program is available currently in new york and florida and we're looking to expand well that's fantastic and i, I really love the idea of you're focusing on a need, a huge need for college students. You're giving them an opportunity and it's virtual. So it's very accessible. Uh, I'm sure a lot of students probably will join the sessions probably from their dorm room or their some on housing campus. And it's very easy, very simple process and also very accessible but along those lines, then is it insurance? Do, do students use their insurance or how is the, the sessions paid for? So we're currently private pay. We're constantly having the insurance discussion. It becomes a little bit difficult because it's sort of a comprehensive program. And in order to hold people responsible and run a business end of it, it's kind of it gets tricky to do it with insurance. Mm-hmm. Ideally, what we'd love to do is sort of prove the program, prove the model, and then go to payers and say, "Hey, listen, can we sign up somebody? Can, can we come up with a structure that will work for this entire program?" But obviously, that that will take some time. Vis-a-vis our pricing, we really attempted to to keep it accessible, which is obviously is relative. Private pay isn't is not cheap by any means. But really, we've tried to keep it super fair and accessible. And generally, that's been the feedback for many people. We've had people call us who shopped around, and they're very impressed with our pricing. A lot of our colleagues at residential centers and other therapists, they really, they're really pleasantly surprised when they hear our pricing and appreciate what we're trying to do and how accessible we're trying to make treatment. I think that's great. So you're doing the, the best thing that you're making it accessible, you're making it affordable, and you know, this is a treatment where it was not available at all just a few years ago. So this is really an opportunity that's out there for people, for college students who are struggling and for parents. I know a lot of parents who are struggling because they are, are trying to find help for their college student and they're having a hard time. So c- campus DBT can be really just a huge blessing to parents, I'm sure. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I know we can keep talking about campus DBT. 
but before I, I let you go, something I ask all of my guests is about self-care. And I always talk about self-care. We're therapists. We talk about self-care. But sometimes we need some help and, and we're not always practicing self-care. So I like to ask my guests about what they do. What are some favorite, a few favorite things that they do for their self-care? And Jonathan, I'd like to start with you first. So I'm going to be super honest. So self-care for me, for many years, I avoided self-care. and then. Around five years ago, I realized how important self-care is, and I went on a journey of finding different areas for myself that will pick me up. So one is, of course, like working out for me is a very big part of my self-care, but for the quick, easy fixes of it, when I'm a little bit dysregulated or I need a quick fix, it's, it's sliced mango, listening to 80s music in my car. <laughs> and frozen yogurt those three things when i like like when i'm when i when i see myself being a little bit dysregulated or i see myself being a little bit down those are the quick fixes but besides that working out and mindfulness practices every day nice adam how about you that's a tough act to follow i don't, I don't like 80s music what you're missing out <laughs> that's why you were in yeah, angry apparently. Uh, but like jonathan i run so i i don't know for those of you in new york it's january i mean today we're we're recording this on january 4th it was 60 degrees today it was amazing i got out for a run It, it, it was just amazing so honestly getting outside for a run which I make sure to do, I can't always get outside in the winter, but I make sure to, to certainly run at least four times a week. That's my main go-to. I guess somewhat similar to Jonathan, if I'm feeling, although less exotic maybe, if I'm feeling dysregulated, uptight, tense, and I can't get out for a run, if I can grab a cup of coffee and, and just have some quiet, that works. And additionally, on a regular basis, I've really been been trying to bullet journal. I don't know if you're familiar with bullet journaling. I've been trying to build some consistency on it, and it comes in waves. But that also kind of really helps me unwind at the end of the day. I love it. Thank you guys for sharing your top self-care strategies. I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate the two of you spending some time and talking with me. And I just, I'm I'm really excited about the offering of Campus DBT and especially, particularly for college age students, because this is a population that needs the help and, and they're struggling. And a lot of times there's not a complete focus on this age. And so I appreciate what you're doing, and I wish you both the best of luck. And, and I just know that uh, this, this uh, campus, DP, D, campus DPT, if I can say it right, is going to explode. and It's going to really take off and help so many more students. So I appreciate you both coming on the show. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much for having us, John. And thank you for all you do for our, the greater mental health community and every, all the things that you're putting in place really to help build the community and build a network. I, I appreciate it and I benefit from it. Oh, that's great. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's a passion of mine. And I, I just, I love our profession. I love the mental health profession. 
and uh, we need to do everything we can to promote and encourage one another. And, and you guys encouraged me today. So I appreciate that. And for those of you who are listening, I appreciate you and, and you are loyal listeners. And some of you may be listening for the first time. Thank you for that. And I, I don't take that for granted. And I want to continue to encourage you to work on your mental health. And I want to, to remind you that the Mental Health Today show has been championing your mental health since 2015. Thanks a lot, friends. Take care. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.